Hello and welcome to episode 85 of True Crime Finland. Utsioen koulupuukotus, Utsioki school stabbing incident. As the title already suggests, this is a true crime podcast and it details cases that can be of a disturbing and violent nature. Because of this, I encourage you to use your discretion and stop listening or skip ahead if you need to. If you're ready, let's get started. On the 24th of October in 2014, 30-year-old Marko Vehmanen woke up to a seemingly regular morning at his girlfriend's house in Utsjoki, Lapland, the northernmost municipality in Finland. He went for a walk with the dogs. Afterwards, he had a cup of coffee and went to the store. Once he returned back to the apartment, he sniffed butane, grabbed the knife from the kitchen, and headed to the Utsuki Sami High School, located right next door, where he also studied as an adult student. He carried the knife in one hand and the butane bottle in the other as he walked to the high school. He entered the school from the gable door and walked through the break room, passing two female students and a male student who were working on a group assignment together. He did not say anything to them, but continued on towards the main entrance. He then stopped and sniffed some more butane, but did not leave the building. Instead, he entered the main lobby before turning around and returning back to the break room. Once he got there, he suddenly attacked the 16-year-old male student who was sitting in a lounge chair, stabbing him multiple times all over his body. A female teacher witnessed the situation and quickly tried to intervene by pushing him with a chair, trying to make him stop. This had an opposite effect. Behmanen turned towards the teacher holding his knife and threatened her, telling her to get out of the way or else he would hurt her as well. Meanwhile, the two female students had been able to leave the situation as Vehmanen had not paid any attention to them. He soon left the building, exiting through the same route he had entered from. Meanwhile, the wounded male student managed to walk to the hallway and called the emergency exchange at 5 past 12, telling the responder he had been stabbed. He had suffered in total 15 stab wounds and could be heard breathing heavily on the phone. He was still walking around bleeding when a teacher crossed him in the hallway. They took the phone from him and told him during the emergency call that he should lay down. He did as he was told, but his state quickly deteriorated. Paramedics arrived at the scene and a Norwegian rescue helicopter was also flown in. However, nothing could be done. The 16-year-old student died of his wounds at the school.
At the exact same time of five past twelve, Behmaran himself had also called the emergency exchange to turn himself in. He reported that he had stabbed another student at the high school and would surrender, but wanted to pack his things before that. He added that it was going to be a long trip. When the responder asked why he did this, he replied that he had breathed gas and felt, quote, totally crazy. Despite this, he still kept sniffing butane during the call. He was soon captured without incident in his girlfriend's apartment. When the police searched the home, they found the Mora knife Behmanen had used in the attack. It was laying on the draining board. When the knife was examined further, the investigators found traces of the victims as well as Behmanen's DNA on the handle. On top of this, the blade contained DNA from the victim as well as red fibers matching the clothing the victim had been wearing at the time. Thirty-year-old Marco Toni Johani Wehmanen had originally moved to Utsioki in August of 2014, only a few months before the attack. He was a student at the school and went to the same class as the victim. Like the victim, he had been living in the high school dorm, but had since been evicted because of disturbances. Once this happened, he moved in with his girlfriend in her apartment. According to some sources, the parents of the students had been requesting for some time that Behvanen be expelled from the school, as especially the younger children were apparently afraid of him. He had been committing crimes ever since he was a teenager and had received his first suspended sentences towards the end of the 90s for stealing cars. At the time, he had been living in a reform school in northern Ostrobotnia as both of his parents had passed away before he turned 18. Since then, his crimes became gradually more violent. He had been convicted for several violent crimes, drug-related crimes, as well as crimes against property all over Finland. In 2012, he was sentenced to two and a half years in prison for arson, several break-ins and a drug-related crime, mainly for lighting a fire in an apartment while there were people sleeping inside. He had also assaulted several people and attempted to attack a police officer. In one instance, he had hit his relative with a crutch and in another, tried to strangle a man. After being released from his latest stint in prison, he decided to move to the north to Utsjokim and become a student. In his own words, he had been open about his past and told his new classmates about his record. 
He also later told the police that he had actually been intending to leave the area earlier that week, having even received the financial commitment for the trip. But at the end, he instead decided to stay with his girlfriend. During questioning sessions with the police, Vehmanen admitted to the stabbing but could not offer a motive for his actions. According to him, he had left his girlfriend's apartment with the intention to stab the first male that he coincided with. He stated he would not hurt women. He denied having anything against the victim and claimed he had been selected by random, as he was the first male he came across. He had not planned to hurt this student specifically, he explained. He also stated that his memories about what happened were hazy. This was most likely due to the butane he had been sniffing, both before and after the stabbing. When asked by police to estimate what kind of an effect this had on his actions, Behmanen responded that he surely would not have done it had he not been sniffing the butane. The case went to court in March of 2015, where Behmanen was presented with the charges of manslaughter and making an illegal threat. The prosecutor, Anita Habakoski, was requesting that he be sentenced to at least 11 years and 6 months in prison as punishment. According to the prosecution, the act was planned, and the accused had to have understood that a probable consequence of the stabbing was death. The prosecution stated that his punishment should be harshened, because of his criminal past. Behmanen had committed so many similar crimes in the past that his behavior showed clear carelessness for the law, the prosecutor stated. The family of the victim, on the other hand, felt strongly that the charge of manslaughter was too lenient. They requested that Vehmanen be sentenced to life in prison for murder. According to the application for a summons, witnesses had testified that Vehmanen had previously tried to figure out who had spread information about his criminal past and told the principal of the school of his drinking in the dorm. As a consequence of this, he was evicted According to witness testimony, he had told several people he would take revenge on whoever spread information on him. He had allegedly also mentioned the 16-year-old victim by name, stating that if he was the one spreading information, he would answer for this with his life in the dark schoolyard. According to the family, this demonstrated that the act had been planned, and the motive was clearly revenge against the teenager. Behmanen himself admitted to being guilty of the charges 
and agreed for the most part with the prosecutor's version of events. His defense maintained the story he had told the officers during questioning sessions, claiming that the victim had been chosen by random. Behmanen also requested to be sent for a psychiatric evaluation. The court agreed to this request and the proceedings continued a few months later once the results were in. According to the evaluation, sniffing butane had lowered Vehmanen's ability to control his behavior. Despite this, he was criminally responsible and understood the consequences of his actions. The evaluation concluded that a state of intoxication caused by Vehmanen himself did not have a lowering effect on his criminal responsibility. The Lapland District Court delivered its ruling on the 24th of June in 2015, finding 31-year-old Marco Toni Johani Vehmanen guilty of manslaughter and making an illegal threat, sentencing him to 12 years in prison. The sentence coincided with the prosecutor's request. The average sentence for manslaughter is 10 years in prison, but the court harshened the punishment with about two years. This was based on Vehmanen's criminal record, as well as the manner and the place where the crime was committed. The court ordered Vehmanen to pay compensation totaling over 100,000 euros to the victim's family and the teacher he had threatened. This amount also included funeral costs for the victim. As mentioned, the family had requested that Vehmanen be sentenced for murder, but the court found otherwise, stating that the act did not fulfill the conditions defined in the penal code. Based on the evidence presented, the act was not premeditated nor was the manner in which it was committed especially brutal. There was not sufficient evidence to prove premeditation, and the selection of the victim was deemed to be random, as it depended on who Vehmanen met at the school. The stabs directed at the 16-year-old victim were cruel, but the manner did not demonstrate a special brutality or a persistent intent to kill, the court stated. After the verdict was out, the defense counsel stated that the reasonings behind it were well argued and coincided with the defense's view of the events. Behmanen told his counsel he was content with the ruling and would not seek to appeal it. The victim's family, on the other hand, appealed the verdict further on the basis that the charge of manslaughter was too lenient. They requested as before that Behmanen be sentenced to life in prison for murder. According to the family, Behmanen was bitter for being evicted from the dorm and wanted to know who had ratted him out. 
He had spent several weeks trying to find out this information. The family stated that Vehmanen eventually concluded that the 16-year-old was guilty of telling on him, even though this was not true. Because of this, Vehmanen then targeted and killed him. According to the family, Vehmanen had also clearly planned the act because he took the knife with him to school and chose to commit a crime. The case was reprocessed in the Rovaniemi Court of Appeals in February of 2016. The court delivered its verdict in April, maintaining the district court's previous ruling. The Court of Appeals agreed with the district court in that the act did not fulfill the essential elements of murder. These were, for example, as the district court had defined, premeditation and a cruel and brutal manner of committing the act. The family sought to appeal the case further with the Supreme Court of Finland. According to the request, the killing was an act of vengeance. However, the Supreme Court did not give the family permission to appeal, and the previous verdict of 12 years in prison remained in effect. There have since been no new developments in this case, and with a lack of further information, we can assume that Vehmanen is still in prison serving his sentence. Thank you so much for listening to the 85th episode of True Crime Finland, Crime Stories from the Cold North. This case was a listener suggestion that came through Instagram. It's been a long time coming, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to request a case for me to cover as well, feel free to send me an email or reach out through social media. I want to send huge thanks to Victor and She Who Watches for becoming new patrons and a shout out to Bailey for increasing their pledge. If you too would like to support the show, you can do that on Patreon, where you can donate as little as $2 a month and in return get exclusive access to ad-free and early episodes and other rewards. Visit the page at patreon.com slash truecrimefinland. Art is by Mark Bernia and music is Night by VBS Music. You can contact me via email at truecrimefinlandpod at gmail.com. There is a Facebook group called True Crime Finland Podcast and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at tc underscore finland you can find all my episodes on my website at truecrimefinland.squarespace.com or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs>